Um, this is going to hurt to record and possibly to listen to. It's really important to start by saying that I asked for this episode to be recorded now. It's for me and it's for Dad and it's for anyone else who's grieved. If you carry any trauma from grief or you've lost someone recently, then this episode might be a bit triggering for you. If you feel uncomfortable with the subject, then now would be a good time to press stop. You can always revisit it in the future. Rest in peace, Robert from Kidderminster. Welcome to episode 66 of the ADHD Adults podcast. I'm James Mann. James Mann. grief grief does really funny things to you guys i'm james brown the man who grieves for the time he could spend not having to do this podcast and as usual i'm joined by captain grief causer himself alex connor and of course the woman who puts the queef in grief mrs adhd hi alex uh oh fuck it hello james too soon <laughs> it's never, ne- never too, too soon. soon hi sam <laughs> hello i'm not gonna ask how you are um no nope. <laughs> nope. alex how are you thanks yeah i'm really well <laughs> I, i'm especially looking especially really looking forward to how was your week bit on thursday's episode <laughs> <laughs> i honestly don't know how this is gonna go but i'm fairly <laughs> certain I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to get cancelled uh because we have a lot of a lot of people that love Robert, and uh, one of them sent us a letter. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's right, James. It's it's from a Robert from Kidderminster. It says uh, it says, "Well done, son. Well done." Thanks, mate. Oh fuck. <sighs> Actually, for you two, I have actually been sent a real letter. <laughs> uh, well, it's from it's been it's from loads of people. In fact, I can't read them all out because there's so many of them, so many on Discord and Instagram and Twitter and everything. And uh, I'll I'll just read a couple of them. Or, or one of first, well, thanks to Mickey O'Brien for yeah. Well, you know yeah. what you did. So thanks, Mickey. And this is from Neil P, who I actually asked permission because I had to, because it's brilliant. <clears throat> so good, because it's ADHD, right? And Neil said, uh, so he sent this to me personally, Alex, and, and it says, sorry to hear about your dad. In certain types, <laughs> I know, it's brilliant. In certain types of Buddhism, they believe that life is eternal and the essence of who we are meet up again and again. In lifetime after lifetime, fall eternity, due to our profound karmic bonds and spiritual connections. And James, he then goes on to write, shit, wrong person, fucking ADHD. <laughs> is... Neil, I've, I've seen so him. many people do that. <laughs> yeah. Give you condolences. I mean, it, is, I thought, it, it is perfect. It is perfect. Thank you so much, It's Neil. so ADHD. Uh <sighs> I mean, this is irrelevant, but internationally, we're still increasing, James, by uh, uh, an increasingly unlikely country. country. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, precisely, every seven days. Interestingly, regardless of when we record. (laughs) 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 We're up to 138 countries. I've got a full-time job and I'm self-employed, so no one pays me enough holidays and things. And yet, I spent a long, long time looking up how to say hello and welcome in obscure languages. <laughs> I'm going to say Haiti today because I wanted to learn Haitian Creole. <sighs> Jesus, go on. We, we are, of course, bewildered and grateful to all of our listeners. This week, we'd like to say a big bonjour, a big okay to our hate, Haitian listener, Haitian <clears throat> listener. Although, to be honest, that's definitely someone from East London on an all-you-can-eat holiday, isn't it? That's who it is. <clears throat> oh, dear. You know what? I'm so, I'm so tired and and emotionally labile. That was shit, Alex. Anyway. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. As usual, this used nappy swallowed whole by a particularly hungry, hungry English bull terrier that used to be walked by Robert from Kidderminster regularly episode of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts we choose a theme last week was about adhd and and jobs and whatnot 
can't really remember to be honest <laughs> although we did i did realize al that our fifth episode was adhd in the workplace so the one we did last week i've had to change the name to adhd in the workplace two and change oh. the first one to adhd in the workplace one because we forgot we'd done it they were slightly uh, different though. i mean they were they were slightly different but you the can't first have the one same was name. more about what support in the workplace was, yeah. but yeah you, you can't, can't have the same you name, can't have the same name when people have got adhd um <laughs> this bit we're talking about something which is incredibly almost ludicrously personal and timing that's adhd and grief if i managed to i mean i've already broken down if i managed to get through this then by Christ, I'm more professional than I thought, or more psychopathic than Alex is. <laughs> the three parts, as usual, in, include the usual void of meaningless, that is the evidence-based psychoeducation about ADHD and grief delivered by the man who will leave behind 3,000 grieving children, Alex the psychoeducation monkey. Hello. Our personal reflections on grief. Oh, dear, that's going to be tough. And then the third and final bit will be some top tippics. Top tippics. Top tippics. <laughs> Top we'll just we'll call it. We'll call it that from now. After ticker, we've now got ticker and top tippics. Brilliant. We should record some of our top tippics and we, put them on ticker, shouldn't we? I think we should. If we could do a video of top tickets. Oh, I can't even fucking say that now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. Anyway, I, I can't even do a funny segue, Alex. Just get on with it. <laughs> Thanks, James. Uh, obviously, this is a very sensitive issue that I'm going to steamroller over with poorly timed and insensitive humour. But before we do that, it, I need to state that James is fully on board with this recording. In fact, I didn't want to do it, James, did I? And, well, you're as on board as you ever are, which is uh, <laughs> it's usually not very on board or it's very on board. I don't know. wasn't listening. So, the dictionary definition of grief oh, for is fuck. the... No, I'm not. No, I'm no. not. You can't. Only joking. You can't. <laughs> Okay, so losing a loved one, for most of it, this is hard for me too, uh, in my own little cat-like way, losing a loved one for most people is one of the most stressful times of our lives. Grief is a natural and healthy response to loss. It's emotional suffering that you feel when you lose something or someone, and the pain is or can be entirely overwhelming. Uh, adults with ADHD can experience a wide range of difficult sometimes unexpected emotions from each other. We're not all the same. These can be shock, disbelief, anger, guilt, and obviously a very profound sadness. Grief doesn't just affect us mentally. It's, it's literally a physical response as well. So it can be difficult to eat, sleep, take care of yourself. And some of that, of course, is unhealthy, but it's all, it's all normal. And we don't use the word normal on this podcast very much, do we? But that it is that is normal, however you grieve. Grief, when you have ADHD, can, for some, for many, in fact, be different. Grief impacts emotion, attention, self-regulation, all things that most of us with ADHD already struggle with. For adults with ADHD, the grieving process can be even harder in many ways, and just one of them is emotional regulation. Difficulties with regulating emotions, James, will almost certainly rear their head during the grieving process. So that's going to become more pronounced during during long-term grieving and the mourning effects. God, I can just the cellular level back that up 100%. I've gone from epic floods of tears um, to laughing at some, something unrelated in the last few weeks. And I was lucky enough, and we'll talk about this more in personal reflections, to have some time to accept that Robert from Kidderminster was going to die. And I remember when I when he was in the hospital, and I was really trying to keep his spirits up and doing lots of hand holding and feeding him. And I was sat talking to him, and he burped. And he that was the only time I lost my shit in front of him. He burped, and I laughed, and he laughed, and it was when he laughed that I just exploded into tears. So I went from from laughing at this little burp to floods of tears, and he just looked at me and went, what, "What's the matter? Are you okay?" And then that obviously made me cry more. So that that massive sudden shift from laughing at something to explosive crying. Jesus, I feel that. James, please don't interrupt. I'm trying to explain what grieving is. (laughs) 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 Good one. Chapeau, sir. Chapeau. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Uh, I thought uh, that might get me cancelled. Right. The words grieving and mourning are used interestingly, but let me just quickly, this is slightly dictionary definition. So grieving and grief are emotions. They're the emotions you feel. And mourning 
the concept of mourning is in fact a social process it's or usually a social process for how we express how we feel about the grief so wearing a black armband is how we mourn to express the fact that we are having emotions about something um from an adhd perspective it's really interesting studying sorry about that for um grieving and mourning one is that grief itself can look like adhd and the other is that adhd people often grieve in an unusual way there is a little research in the area and some of it shows that the, the, the very symptoms of grief overlap with adhd symptoms trouble focusing limited attention hyperactivity poor performance at school or workplace games and impulsivity commonly seen in people who are who are mourning it says mourning here Come on. <laughs> I should have been. I should have written grieving. Come on, sort if yourself I could, if, What is wrong with you this week? If, if I can rely on one thing, it's even in my depths of despair <laughs> that Alex is going to try and make me laugh. If I, I can't ever show you the messages we sent each other in the, the on the day and in the two days before Robert passed away because they're so dark. But I, I needed that, and we we had a good laugh. Anyway, carry on. Pimple, oh, yeah. pimple, pinfuck. I can't talk. Round headed. I sent, I sent a couple of the messages I wrote to you to Jules, my brother, yeah. you know, from the podcast. And uh, and he just, put, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife said, well, Lisa said, your relationship with James is weird. <laughs> really I had okay. a similar message from Alex, actually, which was really good. <laughs> He sends yeah. them to everybody. He actually looks for people that are dying and then sends their children <laughs> and loved ones really awful messages. <laughs> I do. I feel like a very, very real victim of the death of print media because of the obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so this actual problem, ADHD grieving, looking so similar, can be profound in children, so profound that it can lead to a misdiagnosis of ADHD and multiple losses in life has been associated with a high likelihood of, of an actual ADHD diagnosis in children later on. Um, multiple losses increase the odds of an ADHD diagnosis, but they, they might be misdiagnosis because of the overlapping symptoms. and Or it could be because there is a huge discussion out there about a form of ADHD that is trauma-induced. So it could be that. Some people think that all ADHD is trauma-induced, and it's not, I don't necessarily agree with it scientifically, but it's not a stupid idea at all. The reason why adults with ADHD can find dealing with grief normally quite a challenge is because we seem to have uh, what's called a, a less adaptive coping style. So you, you might you might recognise this if you're listening, you might not, but you probably will, that many of us get set on a path, say at work or home or something, We don't find it easy to change that path, even if there's an easier one. Um, well, it's the same thing with grieving. You, it's forced on you, isn't it? The, your path of, you know, having a dad has been forced on you. That That isn't in, in the real world the case at the moment. And we don't choose that. Uh, and so it's the, our adaptive coping style is affected. Also, it isn't that we have always too much emotion because of that. The other difficult side to this is sometimes we don't grieve enough in inverted rabbit ears. And some. This might be because of our emotion regulation. We can't dissociate from situations and so incredibly guilt-seeking missile that is object invisibility or per object permanence means we can even forget that someone has has died which is well fucking awful we'll come on to this i've i've had that more than once and i still do with people that are important to me that have died all right thanks for that mate i think it's time to have a break so i can use up a box of tissues ding um <laughs> We'll see you in part two of some personal reflections. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 66 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. This is part two where we are talking about the fantastically simple subject to discuss today, which is grief and ADHD. Uh, as always, we're having personal reflections on grief. Um, I might start. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, go on. <laughs> I think it's important you do, Alex, because clearly you, you, a, know how to grieve like a normal human being. Yeah. And, uh, and, and B, had the closest connection of the three of us with Robert from Kidderminster. So far well, away. Yeah. Well, he wrote, he wrote to me a lot. He did. 
Um, I, I'm going to keep this short because I don't grieve properly, obviously. Partly because of the thing and partly because of me. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, is there? All of the books say that there isn't a, a properly, and I think that's good, really important message because there isn't whether you've got ADHD or not. But clearly, mm. th- there are, you know, there are boundaries of normal and I exceed those in many, many ways. And And I think about people that have been important to me that have died and I have to write it down because it doesn't cross my mind Yeah, in the, in the same way that a post-it note on my computer screen doesn't and I feel shame and guilt because of that sometimes uh, and, and that's really hard. This isn't a personal thing because I don't want to do it but those five stages of grief in order from that woman who defended a weird bloke are bullshit. Look it up, I'm- yeah. I, I can, I mean, I, I over the last few days, particularly since two days ago, I've been looking for those stages, and, and there's two of them which keep coming. But you, it's just so true; it's not true. You, you don't have to go through all five stages. You can feel whatever you want to feel. Yeah, you'll feel other things. They're just five yeah. emotions you may or may not have. You might have some of them. You will. You won't have them all in order. They don't go. Yeah. Orders. To be fair to her, before she was defending that weird bloke, I've forgotten the name. Um, she did agree with that, but most psychologists now think that that was a quite an astute thing to think in the fifties, but almost yeah. immediately realized that it's a load of bollocks. Feel what you want is my point. Uh, yeah. I guess we have to hear from you, James, don't we? <laughs> oh you, God. You, keep, keep it light, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and I'll keep it short and light, you know, yeah. I don't, don't want to dwell on these things. Oh, if I get yeah. through this without crying, I mean, I'm already crying, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Right. I'm going to try and keep this relevant to ADHD. Good. <laughs> because otherwise it would go on forever. There's a few things I think are really important. Remember, I had the absolute blessing of months of knowing my dad was going to die. And it's a blessing because I had time to sit with him, speak to him, finish off his memoirs, which we'd started of his time in Korea four years ago and then I'd forgotten about them all and then when even when I remembered them I couldn't re-engage with them mm-hmm. because he, you know he, he wasn't dying but it was only when he I realized looking at him you know having been involved in clinical trials on, on aging being a director of an aging research center from being and being a nurse I knew Alex has gone dark everybody who isn't watching on uh, <laughs> isn't watching on YouTube oh. <laughs> is that in respect Al you turn the lights <laughs> down in respect I knew my dad was dying and therefore <clears throat> all of a sudden I was able to engage in, in in finishing off his book. And it's so weird. Sam and I in the car back from mum and dad's were listening to old episodes. So episodes like three, four and five. The first thing I'll say is I was nice to you. <laughs> Everything you said, I said, that's really good, Al. Thank you. It's amazing how the dynamics changed. Uh, and also I did some of the psychoeducation as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, Al does everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It does. That's because um, we got. That's because we got sued for it being entirely. <laughs> it's so true. But you talked written. about. You talked about. I think it was for working memory. You talked about how if you've got an emotional connection with something, you might be more likely to to remember it, or you might be more likely yeah. to engage with it. And it's so true of this. When Dad was in hospital and it was clear that he was dying, I could sit with him for ten hours without moving, without feeling the the bees in my brain. He got a bit better at one stage. He was medically fit for discharge. I couldn't sit with him for 15 minutes. I could not sit with him for 15 minutes. And that continued. And that's right. the ADHD. It is, yeah. And, and that, But then when I got to, to the end again, it, I again, it was almost like that ADHD symptom disappeared. And I could sit with him and wanted to. And in fact, spent 20, almost 24 hours a day with him. I slept on a camping bed next to his bed. I could not leave him. And that ADHD symptom became immediately diminished. I wasn't hyperactive. I wasn't walking around. I was. I was. I would just sit with the calmest sense of inner peace that I've, I've not had for years. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting that, again, the, the way in which uh, metacognition is poor and thinking about thinking for the last few weeks, we all, I think, wanted him to go because we could yeah. see he had no quality of life. And f- so it, for the last days, when he was sedated, we were telling him, it's okay to go. It's okay to go. You don't have to stay for us. But what I forgot was, I didn't want him to go. 
So when he went, and about two hours after he passed, and when all the messages have been sent and the phone calls had, the utter loss of energy, the utter, I couldn't, I couldn't even type on my phone. I had so little energy. I hadn't slept for four nights, which is obviously very related to that. (laughs) But it was that sudden realization that I've been telling him to go for three weeks, but I didn't want him to go. I didn't want this. But I forgot that I didn't want this. And that was a really hard thing to take. The rapid mood changes we've talked about. I kept on having five-second cries, particularly in the last few days, because I'm, I'm in the process of grief. I was in the process of grief two months ago because I knew it was coming, and therefore I started to grieve early. I knew that loss was coming. I was preparing for that loss and, and going through the same emotion, exact same emotions I'm having now. They just weren't so it was quite the same. Strong. I was it was the that. same. It was the same, but it's just probably 10 times stronger when he goes, and only at certain points. So I kept on having just before, particularly immediately before, in those four very difficult days and in the two days since, I keep having these little five-second cries where I and I'm not a pretty crier. I mean, Mrs. ADHD is a hilarious crier. It, <laughs> it makes me laugh so much, mm. but I just my face just implodes on itself, and it's terrible. Yeah. But I would have these five-second really intense cries and then just say to myself, push it down, push it down, particularly when I had to be around dad and had to be around family. And I could. Oh, I could stop like that and just say, push it down. And all of a sudden, the tears stopped completely. Yeah, other than red eyes, no one would know that I'd been crying. Inappropriate right, I'm feelings. Just gonna, I'm just going to stop you there, James, just for one second. Every, anyone listening, don't fucking do that. Don't mm. push it down. Oh, Cry why? more. It's no, healthy. No, I get that. When, when you when it's after the death, cry more. Let it out and cry and cry and cry because it helps. But I had to be with him. Oh, okay, in I, his company. Yeah, yeah, in his company. I had to be with him and around my family. You know, they're, they're not all big criers. I, my niece yeah. again, Jessica. I, I don't think she listens, but um, we, we've agreed she probably has ADHD. And actually, Robert from Kidderminster is certainly where we get it from. He was so inattentive, type ADHD. Um, but she, Jessica was incredible, and I once did catch her. She'd been outside for a cry, and, and because she's, she helped both of her other grandparents at the end, she was fucking amazing, but she did not cry in front of anyone. And I didn't want to be the one that was always, because I was crying a lot, crying in front of everyone. And because we didn't know if Dad could hear, we, were play, you know, we played some choir music, and he was moving his mouth like he was trying to sing when he was sedated. So I think he could... Wow. He could hear a bit, and I didn't want him to hear me crying. I just wanted him to hear love. Inappropriate feelings. Sam wore um, <laughs> what can only be described as a bin man's outfit, um, the jumpsuit she bought. Who's this jumpsuit? Yeah, that jumpsuit. And <laughs> I got really horny, Al. I got really horny in the room my dad was in Yeah, and said to Sam, fucking hell, I feel really horny. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you've always been in. You've always been into bin men. I yeah. So I mean, it's it's my, it is my problem. it is my niche. And if you yeah. if you look on Pornhub, I've put a few videos on there. Mm. Um, but again, it was just, and I never want sex with Mrs. ADHD. Obviously, <laughs> look at her. So it was. It was a completely inappropriate feeling that just popped into my head, and then obviously afterwards, I felt really guilty that my dying father is next to me, and I've just said I feel really horny. Um. I have anyway. getting back to the, the getting back to those five stages. I accepted my dad passing a little, a little bit like I fixed my domestic anxiety, probably twenty times in that in the last four days alone, and genuinely believed it. Al genuinely believed it. I would sit there almost emotionless, this serenity on me, saying, "It's a, I don't, you know what? I don't have to be here when he goes because I've accepted it. I don't have to be here. I I had, had to drop Mrs. ADHD home one of the evenings." And she was really scared, saying, I don't want you to not be there when he's there. You know, it's going to take you an hour to drop me home and come back. And I just said, you know what? It's fine. I've said my goodbyes. I've read my eulogy to Actually, I hadn't read it then. I've said my goodbyes. I'm at peace with this. And then, you know, half an hour later, I'm not at peace with this. I'm not at peace with this. Driving fast. Exactly. Where there's red lights. You're like, for fuck's sake. So many red lights. Um adrenaline and exhaustion again that the hyper focus thing i i hyper focused on dad for the last two months to the point that it's actually damaged my health i'm now pre-diabetic because i, I didn't move for nearly three months and i had all the shit um to, to emotionally 
deal my I deal with emotions by by eating and, and Mrs. ADH, she's a complete fucking enabler. Even last night, she said, Should I go and get loads of shit food? I love her to bits, God's sake. And I said, Yeah, because that's how I cope, Al. Um, so I've put a, only a little bit of weight, only two kilos, but it's the not I haven't moved. Drive to the hospital, sit at the hospital, drive to mum and dad's to mum's house, sit at mum's house. And not, I'm not picking you up on that on that mistake. <laughs> Thanks, I'm a good friend. That, that for you, that for you is probably the kindest <laughs> yeah. you can be, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, flat, it's like sending flowers. That one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> alongside that, utter hyper focus to the to, to I've got to say a huge thank you to to John, my boss, and to my team who I work with, my comms team, because they they just said we'll just go, just go, we'll do everything, we'll be fine, and I did fuck all work for a good six weeks. And then re-engage with work and then disengage with work again. They've been incredible. But that, that hyper-focus to the exclusion of Mrs. ADHD, to the exclusion of my health, meant the self-care went. And it, it's like it's it's the same now. After he's passed and I'm, and I'm right in the heat of, of, of grieving, I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want oh, to take my medicine. In fact, I, I don't... I don't know if I have taken my medicine because now in this part of the grief, my inattentiveness is 10 times worse. My working memory is much worse. I'm, I, I lose stuff a lot, obviously, but I have no idea because I haven't replaced the batteries on my timer cap. I don't know. And it's an hour ago. I don't know if I took medication. No idea. And, and that's the dry of everyone who's grieving. So for yeah. people with ADHD, it's the exacerbation is going to be massive, it is. right? The other thing is, again, I'm emotional. I'm sorry I'm going on so long, but obviously this is my podcast. You two are not it's important. Oh, boring. It really is. The I made my dad a promise. When he was still awake and alive, and he made me promise to stay by his side right till the end, and that almost caused a problem with my family because I, <laughs> my mum wanted to spend some time with him. <laughs> at one point and i got angry and almost left the house because my mum wanted to sit next to him and play some music but it was because of that promise oh because i thought the only thing i can do is keep that promise and the emotional dysregulation there at not being able to possibly keep a promise to a man was incredible um, so what you're saying is don't promise anything to anyone. Yeah, don't promise anything to anyone dying. I mean, you might not be able to keep it. If anyone else loves them, you know, they might get in the way of that promise. Mm, last three, last, last three really quick things. Um, when he died and we got back home, now I hadn't slept for three or four days. I was utterly exhausted. And in fact, we, we came home a little bit early, Mrs. ADHD and I came home because I was scared if I sat down, I'd fall asleep and not be able to get home home. Um, but when I got home, I didn't want to go to sleep. And that's because, and this, this is probably the same for most people that grieve, but with ADHD, there's there's an angle to it. I didn't want the day to end because if the day ended, tomorrow started, and then this was real, then the rest of my life was starting without him. But if it was still the day that he died, he was still kind of here. And the pain that I had, and luckily still have, I was scared that I'd lose it. Because we forget things, because emotions are transient, I never want. I never want to not feel this pain. Weird. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I never want to not feel this pain, and my memory is so poor. I know one day I won't. Oh, that's it. Right, last thing. Discord in particular and social media, our community has made me feel like he's still alive. This community. Sorry. You know, I, oh, I told yeah. you I should do this bit. Jesus. You, did, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need to yeah, trust I mean, my editorial you. decision. <laughs> Absolutely, because they've been spot on from day one of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, did, you, did you make any? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah um, for, for right at the start do you remember i said let's not do a podcast oh uh, yeah that's true you did for three months um yeah, yeah i just i want to say i can't ever put this into words i can't ever say thank you enough but particularly the community on discord that held a vigil 
where they all raised mm. a drink and we're going to share a picture of this on social media. I couldn't attend because I was in pieces. I really wanted to, and I will kind of find the list of everyone that's there. I will say thank you to them all. I can't I, tell I you how busy. important. I can't tell you how I was busy. I can't tell you how important that is because it kept, it kept him alive. That Terry Pratchett quote, which I use on Twitter of nobody really dies until the ripples they cause die out. It's, it's true. And as long as people mention his name and lots of people have asked this, Al, and I think I'm right in saying you may have discovered a cache of letters <laughs> from Robert, which yes, may no. mean... In his last days, I was rifling around under his bed because uh, <laughs> it, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> found an enormous box full of letters. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. So so we're still going to hear from Robert. And we're still going to hear from Robert. And you know what? That's wonderful because it keeps him alive in a way. My you know community... The, you know, James, there's an old, uh, there's a, a Jewish saying that that you die twice, once when you die, yeah. and twice the second time when the last person has said your name. I mean, this is yeah, it, Robert's going to live for bloody ages, <laughs> <laughs> probably longer than us, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but my community, this community, did that. This community yeah, is going to keep him alive in a way, um, and I love that. Anyway, Mrs. ADHD, I, um, oh, God, I'm, I'm going to get so much shit for this. I put something in for, anyway, Mrs. ADHD, tell us about grief and ADHD. Yeah, so I was saying that I, I, I feel a lot, like, am I entitled to to feel this much grief for somebody who wasn't my my father? And I get massive RSD or perceived RSD thinking, well, obviously, all my friends and relatives are probably thinking she's not entitled to feel that way. So why should we even bother messaging us to see if she's OK? And then I got down to this bit in the script and it's got somebody else's name, not Bob's, as if, yeah, you're not entitled to talk about yeah. Bob's death. Talk about somebody else's who's not even related to you, not even like my nan or somebody close. But obviously, James wrote this when he was in the midst of grief. I really I was want. Like, I oh, really... yeah, no, I'm not entitled to to talk about Bob. Then I really want James to c come over and do a Will Smith. Keep my dad's fucking name out of your mouth. <laughs> I've, I've already done that, mate. To be fair. <laughs> No. What but, really? Yeah, a lot, no. I know. <laughs> a lot of the things that James has taught. I mean, you know, Alex, because at what there was one day I was really, really struggling. So um, I'll keep it all ADHD related. But obviously, Robert was was ill for a long, long time, and we knew this was happening for a long, long time. And the past kind of since Thursday when they started the syringe driver, we were with him all the time, and I really fucking struggled. It was hell i was so hyperactive and i was looking at james and seeing how calm he was and hating myself because i thought oh, yeah. why am i like this i literally had my legs crossed over one another i was sitting on my hands but i'm still rocking back and forth and my head was just wild she was she was at one point almost dancing like a robot at his bedside <laughs> Like marching and putting her arms across the chest and doing like structured dance. I didn't know I was doing that. I know, and I was fine with it because I know she's obviously dead weird and has got ADHD. <laughs> but if anybody else had seen that, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And let's face it, it got in many ways um, disrespectful <laughs> towards the end of Dad's life. On his last day, we 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 laughed, and Alex knows these things. I can't ever say this in public, but we laughed and had some fun. <laughs> And it was beautiful that he died on a day where we, none of us were arguing and we were all being yeah. positive. But if they'd have seen that, I imagine they wouldn't have understood what was happening there, Mrs. ADHD. But yes, I'd messaged Alex saying, I don't want to, I don't want, and actually, yes, I can say this now. Because I was saying to Alex, I don't want to go over. Like, I'm I'm really, mm. and I feel awful because I'm, I'm, I'm just... I don't know what the word is, stalling myself from going over because I don't want to sit there all day and I feel awful because yeah. I love him, but it, this is torture for me. And Alex said something like, well, they probably don't want you there anyway. And I said, well, you say <laughs> yeah. that, Al, but I managed to get away yesterday and they came and brought me back. <laughs> <laughs> what was that from? The, pri the prisoner or something? It'd be yeah. white ball. <laughs> Yeah, and I was trying to be really polite by saying I don't want you to drive all the way here for me, but it was pur purely selfish because I thought it's not selfish. It's ADHD. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not. Just, 
it's just awful and then and and then it had me kind of questioning friendships and and this what goes into the podcast that we had before I can't remember what it was now loneliness a loneliness and isolation yeah because I felt so when I I was struggling when I was there with them all because I was struggling with hyperactivity so all I wanted to do was get away but the minute I got away I felt such crippling loneliness and isolation and and I was thinking well why aren't my friends messaging me well it's probably because they don't think I'm entitled to feel this grief but actually a lot of them didn't even know I hadn't even told them that we were in the last stages yeah exactly so in the end I I did reach out and then and 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 I actually said to people I need you to check on me every day because I don't reach out so and that worked well so for people who are feeling like their friends and relatives are not getting in contact with them because they don't care have you actually told them and have you told them what you need do you do that because you'd reflected on something from this podcast the week before? <laughs> Have you actually grow? I didn't know that was Kate possible for I you. I didn't. I didn't. I we, I always say to Sam, "What are we going to learn from this?" Nothing. I had to. Fuck it took off. me a long time, though. I had to sit down and go through everything from anger at my friends for doing exactly what I've done to them before yeah. to that, and I was going through everything, and I actually was writing lists, lists, Ooh. and then in the end, I thought actually reach out and it took me a lot because yeah. actually reaching out is this is, is really self-coaching difficult. and the evidence is that that can help reduce adhd symptoms self yeah. it's it, essentially it's, it's self-therapy it was really, it's, and the minute they got and the minute they responded i was i didn't feel lonely anymore and i thought you're such a twat you haven't done <clears> this in so long <laughs> No, so. I had to come out of character, didn't I, to tell you it was okay. <laughs> no, I hate you doing. You were really good. <laughs> Although, <laughs> Thank to, you. To be fair, it's because you were procrastinating be about going over to do charity admin, and I really didn't want to have to do that admin. <laughs> so what I, I told you the exact time. I said, "Don't go over there. You just you carry on doing it." It's also, <laughs> yeah, it's also a form. Of, it's also a form of coaching, isn't it, Al? Or just being dead lazy. Yeah. <laughs> just simply being lazy. Yeah. Wow. So this is I, a lot of I, thoughts. It is. Can I ask Mrs. ADHD, the name that I put did put down, you've mentioned this person before on the podcast and it's important and what you mentioned about your Nana as well, years later, is, is important uh, to people that have got ADHD and might be grieving or have lost someone. The forgetting. The forgetting, yes. Did you forget yeah. about the forgetting? Yeah. Um, and I have that with Robert too. Is that, is that yeah. what you're on about? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I, I and I've had that with Robert too because actually when he when he died I didn't cry, um because I think the his body was still there and I could still be with him so I didn't feel like he'd gone and and when I go over to the house I don't really cry because I don't feel like he's gone, but then I remember and I think it's and it's and I've done this with my nan and with people in the past and it's great it's I feel like it's a great coping mechanism for me to forget um. But yeah. it keeps coming back and it's like it's the first time. So I'll go out and do like I went out and do some shopping last night, came back and I was fucking hysterical. Mm, uh, and then I'll completely forget again and I'm completely fine. And then I'll remember again. So it just it's good that I forget in a way I feel because it helps me. But then when it hits me, so there's still times when I remember that my nano's dead and I grieve as if I've just lost her and I'm hysterically crying. Um, but there's been times before I remember when my uncle passed away, my brother saying to my mum, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she crying like everybody else? And I thought, I don't know what's wrong with me, but it just didn't. And I get that a lot. It doesn't feel real a lot. Even now with Robert, I still think he's here. But he's not. <clears throat> I like, I like you, Adity, but he's not. I mean, <laughs> wrote it down because it seemed so insensitive to say. I've literally written, but he's not. Down. He's not. He's not here. Yeah, but I don't feel like he's gone now. I'm talking now, and I don't feel like he's gone. But I know it'll come yeah. back again. Yeah. We say this a lot, don't we? This is all, everything. Both of you have said is grief for. I think everyone in the world. Right. Just that when you've got ADHD, these things are exacerbated. We say because because we know why. It's a, a it's, disability. Yeah. Extremes of it. I mean, continue. 
It's grief plus. Right, we've got time for a game. You can't, you can't argue. Al, you can't argue. You can't. One of the beautiful things about this episode and only this episode is you can't argue with these things. Good, let's play the game. I'd like that. Brilliant. I'm only going to give you one option because obviously I haven't had much time to write down <laughs> these things in the past seven days, um, Al. So that option is sleep. Mate, if, if the answer to this is my dad, I'm going to... You can't... <laughs> Are you going to use your usual technique of uh, ripping the piss out of me to find the answer as well? Amazing. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <clears throat> no. Uh, Mrs. ADHD again. Remember your face um, is visible. Trying to give it away. So oh, is it? Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I I've not had a lot of sleep obviously over the last five or six days now. But the first night that I didn't sleep, why was it that I didn't sleep? And option one is that I lost. Almost immediately, the plug-in receiver for Robert from Kidderminster's alarm, which is round his neck, and therefore sat up all night listening in case I could hear the downstairs alarm. Because one of the nights, the second night I was there, I slept upstairs. That's option one. I lost the receiver to his alarm. Option two is when I got the call, because I'd actually spent a night at home, you've got to come over now. (laughs) I went over with nothing but a pair of joggers, a jumper, and my car keys and foam, and then got there, and there obviously wasn't a, a, a quilt and pillow and, and sleeping items. So I did I sleep? Did I not sleep because I was sat in a chair freezing cold? And then option three is um, I have to take clonazepam, which is a, a, a sedative for, for my ridiculous sleep thrusting that I do. Um, and I lost them, and therefore, because I need them to sleep, I didn't sleep. Which of the three? Uh, oh, right. I like this one. Right. I think it isn't clonazepam because if there's one thing you would never forget, James, is drugs. <laughs> I, don't, Good I don't think I don't think it's that you went with your jogger jumpers, car keys, and phone because. <laughs> You would never remember all four of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon you lost the alarm immediately. Oh, it's, it's 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 wonderful and heartwarming to know you're wrong. Oh, um, fuck off. No, yeah. The worst so, thing that's happened to anyone this week. It is, definitely, objectively, literally, <laughs> Alex. Um, no, I lost a clonazepam. I had them, I took a, by the by this point in time, Mrs. ADH she brought every I mean, I mean everything over. She can't pack a bag for a holiday, but all my clothes and drugs and everything I own, she'd managed to put in a TARDIS like bag <laughs> and bring it over. But between that point and, and four hours later, I lost the clonazepam. So I was asleep on an airbed next to Robert from Kidderminster at this point. And at this point, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't going anywhere. He was just not in, in, in his best. But yeah, I couldn't sleep because I could, didn't have the sleeping tablets. The other two I things that, uh, yeah, of course I have. They're in a very obvious place where, which I had with me before she brought the bag over. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, the other two things are related stories. One being, I was in the bath, and that alarm went off, and then it went mm. off again. And I thought, shit. So I, I got out of the bath, and then it went off again. So I ran downstairs, soaking wet in my pants, ran into dad, and he said, "It's the doorbell ringing." And didn't know that he'd been pressing his alarm. And And were you uh, presumably dripping wet and naked? Dripping wet and naked, yeah. Luckily, it was dark in that room. And um, even luckier that Greenpeace didn't try and roll you back in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do look a bit fatter because of my pre-diabetes, because of hyper-focusing on my father's. Oh, you haven't seen my middle, mate. You can just see from the shoulders up. Um, And I also did just go over with joggers, a jumper and, and... my car keys and phone and sam then had to bring all my things but that wasn't why i wasn't slept anyway i'm so glad you lost um we'll take a quick break um and i'll try not to cry i'm going to save that all for thursday's episode and we'll be back for what did i call them tip toppers no i can't remember something it else. tippers no <laughs> T- top tippics top, top tippics we'll, we'll be back we'll be back for some top More tippics top in tippics. part three see you in a bit tippics Trumpet. Uh, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back <laughs> to. I mean, five oh, in five. Yes. yes. Four. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, welcome back to. Sorry, I needed the ticker tape to come along the bottom so I can read it. I got. 
Welcome back to episode 66 of the ADHD Adults podcast. Grief. Um, just grief. realized you're smiling, haven't you, while you say it? <laughs> I can see that realization on, in your eyes. Do that again. I was thinking, is this part two, but it's not, it's part one. Welcome back to part one of the ADHD three. Adults podcast episode. It's part what? three. What do you part, mean, part three. three? We're in part three of Monday's episode. Thursday's <laughs> episode is. Okay. This, is all st- this is all staying in, Samantha. Yeah, it's all staying in, yeah. yeah. Welcome back to part three. Oh, okay. Welcome back to part three of the ADHD Adults Podcast, episode 66 on ADHD and grief. R.I.P. Robert from Kidderminster. Don't, don't read the oh, No, ticker. I just read everything. Don't re- <laughs> <laughs> okay. It worked though, didn't it? I it did, did work. It, it was brilliant. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over for just a second okay. um, and ask you sam if you've got any top tips when it comes to grieving when you're a person who lives with adhd um i think reaching out to friends i've already done that one yeah um and it it's great really. if you can forget they're dead because it helps <laughs> until Is until that... you remember and then until you remember so try not yeah. to remember just try and completely forget all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This That's, is yeah. James, this is why we don't ask her to do them, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's textbook stuff. If you look at, at most books about end of life and, and grief mm, and, and yeah. the first two pages will will first few chapters even will cover those two specific tips. I do. It's called emotional dishonesty. <laughs> it, it is, yeah, it is. With yourself. Okay. Yeah. Alex, as somebody um who doesn't have emotions and also doesn't have any people in his life apart from those immediate people he lives with tell us a little bit about your top tips for dealing with grief i've got you in my life you too (laughs) um it's grieve your own way isn't it that's the thing adhd people don't grieve properly that's the phrase it's bullshit it's it's also very true but let's be honest nobody does no two people are the same whether they have adhd or not there is no right way the, the tip here is you, you feel what you feel and do what you have to do, especially if it doesn't hurt anybody else. James and my approach to this has been really dark jokes between us mm-hmm. that nobody else gets to read. Um, what was I, I'm going to give you one example when James, James said to me, and I thought this, I genuinely thought it was wonderful. I didn't respond in that way, though. He said that um, it was a good death for Robert from Kidderminster died surrounded by everyone he loved and and that's really nice whereas i replied to james that is really sweet and i i i want you you know i hope that that's how you die (laughs) by which i mean today (laughs) and and that's what we do isn't it james because we're that's how we choose so how you choose to to deal with these things is okay and it's it's good um and and the the second tip is evidence-based and it's this cry cry Mm. Crying is healthy. There are many, many, many physical and mental benefits of crying. You live longer. You're less likely to have depression. It's really healthy. I find it almost literally impossible. I cry all the time and I'm depressed all the time. So that's not true. Are the two linked, Sam? Well, he's Mm. just said you're less likely (laughs) to have depression if you cry. Yes, but... wrong. I, I'm Wait. depressed and I cry all and the time. So, in fact, welcome to, w- when you're depressed, you cry all the time. Welcome to N equals one science with Mrs. ADHD. <laughs> and causality versus correlation. Okay, what you're yeah. describing there, Sam, is what we call wet pavement causes rain. What you've said <laughs> is... <laughs> and what would happen if you were depressed and didn't cry, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Exactly, that'll do. Thank you for that, Alex. I, as someone who cries a lot, but thinks because of other lifestyle things that happen to him, you know, massive substance abuse, I might not live longer. The crying might not be able to overpower those other those other factors. Um, but yeah, I think it's it, not a panacea. It's not. No, it's not. You have to get some. So what are your top? It. What are your top tips, James? If I can record them for my ticker, t- uh, I will. I've got a fi- I've got a feeling that that's going to carry on, isn't it? It's going to be at the oh, top yeah. of the script alongside shush, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so grateful, by the way, that nobody's shushed me today. I noticed. <laughs> that, I noticed that nobody's shushed me today. Yeah, it's okay, a bit my... difficult today to shush you. To be fair, it, it, is, <laughs> it yeah. is. It is. It is. And I'm. 
fucking cunt. I mean, not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible. No, it's not. No. <sighs> oh my god. The good thing is, I've ra- I'd rather have anger, anger than sadness, honestly. <laughs> and I'm angry at the minute because I can't say much about this because there probably will be a legal case with that hospital that rhymes with Bedditch mm. about the the way in which things happen. Okay. But the the anger of that situation has actually got me through this at points mm. when I felt very low. So if you tip, have people, be angry. My to- yeah, be angry. Vader. Actually, listen, no, but so my top tippics include that. Sometimes oh. anger will get you through a period. If, the the yeah, very yeah. recent and sad case of, of an, a British couple whose son was 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 killed in a road traffic accident with an American mm. diplomat. Although they've got delayed grief for the last three years, when they've been campaigning, fueled by anger for justice, it's yeah. got them through that period. Now they're probably going to grieve. But sometimes, if there is <clears throat> an anger at someone it's important i'm not going to get this quote entirely right but there was a study which looked at two populations to understand mental health and grief they looked at the population in japan in and around hiroshima and they looked at the population in what was then the soviet union in and around ukraine and what they found was that the mental health in japan was significantly better after what was a new a big nuclear event that killed 50,000 people 150,000 people Whereas the mental health in what is now the Ukraine was significantly worse after Chernobyl. And the main difference was the, the main difference was from this study that people in Japan had someone to blame. They could blame the Americans for dropping that bomb. Whereas in Chernobyl at the time, because it was reported purely as an accident and not down to kind of poor processes, etc., there was no one to blame. And sometimes that 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 negative and maladaptive emotion can help you get through this process. Although I would argue, I, I can't, I can't do this. Do it, I do it, Al, please. Go on, Dennis. Psychologically, <laughs> that—that's because someone to blame is a comprehensible external locus of control. Psychologically, whereas n- n- not being able to comprehend something because there wasn't uh, an explicable path is damaging for a psyche. It could have also been the anger. I um, when I listened back to those first few episodes, <clears throat> I never listened to our podcast. And I, a, I seem to be put, putting on a posh voice for us for a start, <laughs> which is really which is really I, funny. Amazing. B, B, they're fucking terrible. The production quality is even <laughs> worse than bad. it is now. But I, the amount of times I just that's a really good point, Al. And all I want to say now is I hate you with every podcast that we do. And the second you said that external loci, so I just thought, fucking hell, loci. He's never going away. I'm always going to have this. Aren't I? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to my top tippics. <clears throat> there are, depending on how close you are to the person that you lost, because we can grieve anybody. I, I grieved a dog very heavily once. It sounds like a sex act, but it's not. It's and ding, I guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of a ding question mark. Ding. Um, but depending on how close you are, you you may get offered services if palliative care is in place. They are there to support the family as well as. The person who is oh, at, at end of life, John. I just, he's, I know he's not listening, God, but we met. Love John. We met. Sam wants to marry him, and I'm, I am fine with that. Not because I want to get rid of it, but I want to marry him. We had one palliative care nurse called John. I've, he's I've nursed a lot. I've worked with nurses. He is the best nurse I've ever worked with. When he looks down, he would uh, load the syringe driver. And all the palli- other palliative care nurses were great, but there was this one little thing he'd do. After he'd set it off, he'd stand there and look at that for 30 seconds, and you could tell he was assessing, right, how close is he to the end? What's What am I going to do tomorrow? And that he was he was incredible. I know you're not listening, John, but fucking hell, we love you. Mm. Um, depending how close you are, there are people to support you. If you're not close or if those services aren't there, there are grief counselling services, um, crews. I think is the best one that is spelt uh, C-R-U-S-E, the Cruise Bereavement Center. You can find it online. They are there to support you. It's okay to feel sad for a very, very long time. That's the reason I want this pain to stick around. And I'm scared that I'll forget it because I don't want to ever just look at my dad and think, Oh, there's Robert from Kidderminster. I want to feel this visceral pain at the fact that my best mate isn't here anymore. We all react differently. Don't beast yourself um, for for feeling horny or for feeling hungry or for laughing, because <laughs> his face then, because actually those those emotions may be inappropriate. We're, we've got ADHD, you know, it's tattooed on our fucking inner eyelids. Inappropriate emotional response. It's not your fault if you feel that way. It's the way your brain 
handles emotions because its emotion regulation centers aren't quite the same. And the last thing is, <clears throat> last top tipic is it's so hard because I didn't do this. And I, I know you won't as well, dear listeners and viewers, is try and self-care a little bit while you're grieving. Try and make sure that you eat and drink and, and just wow. do a little bit. Sorry? How? How to self-care or how do you try? Yeah. How you do you try, people, yeah. Well, use the people around you. So, Ooh, so yeah. if you know Mrs. ADHD's got ADHD, you'd be surprised to know much of the things. <laughs> And therefore, maybe not the best person to remind, but she's often very good. But if, if you've got people around you, then you might need to say, you know, I struggle with self-care. And then hopefully if, if they can help just remind you and, and, and chat to you and get you or back. Or even friends that. just messaging you and saying, make yeah. sure you've eaten, yeah. make sure you've had a drink. Yeah. And of course, they've done that to me and I haven't. And in fact, I've said to them, particularly during the process of grieving whilst Robert from Kidderminster was alive. By the way, if anyone isn't watching this on youtube there's a wonderful picture of dad holding the sign saying alex is a cock mm. in alex's background <laughs> and the delight on his face when that picture is taken it warms my heart so try and something uh, don't don't be me be you lisa my, my wife asked me this morning if if he how it must have felt for robert knowing in the last year you know in his 90s suddenly he's like really well known for <laughs> He loved it. When he was first in hospital and we had a get well card, like an electronic get well card, and I think we got about 70 or 80 signatures on it. I, re I read them out to him on, on my iPad and remember, he, yeah. he just, he smiled and he loved it. And I said to him, there are, there are a no, he yeah, said there are. He did find it weird. Well, I, th I think he didn't obviously understand it. He didn't it. understand mm -hmm. it. That's... Yeah, but I didn't think he found he it weird. It. I just thought he loved it. And, and I said, there are hundreds, possibly thousands of people out there thinking about you. And, and you know the, yeah. the posts on instagram and discord have just been overwhelming anyway that brings us almost to the end of episode 66 um adhd and grief product recommendation of the week i wrote this is it too on the nose to say a hallmark card <laughs> yeah probably probably yeah, just it? just a, a rudimentary hallmark <gasps> oh my card god i'm sorry Soz. but i'm just remembering our neighbors oh yeah go on <laughs> it's so when, when I think Robert had just got out of hospital and yeah. I think James had put a post on on Instagram or something of them holding hands. And one night we were sitting in and the card came through the door and it was a, a sympathy, sympathy card to say, I'm sorry for your loss. And I had to contact them and say, we'll save this for when he actually dies, but he's not dead yet. And the ADHD element of that is had to contact them. Couldn't control it, inhibit her behavior. <laughs> go, yeah. and, and not just tell them, she didn't just tell them um, that he hasn't gone yet. She told them we're pissing ourselves here. <laughs> we oh. were there. Yes, we were. But, but again, whether that's ADHD or other things, normally he would just say, oh, listen, it's a lovely card, but he's not actually passed yet. But thank you. Not, it's a lovely card. He's not actually passed yet. We're pissing ourselves here. <laughs> Well, I was trying to make them feel better. Good on you, and good on you for doing that. Anyway, that was episode 66 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD and grief, and we paid tribute to Robert from Kidderminster, my dad. Yeah. If you're still listening to. at this point, and I, I, I don't know if you will be or not, you, why not support the charity on the Just Giving site we've now got, mm. or on PayPal if you want to, to give money to massive tax-dodging organisations, as otherwise Alex is going to have to continue to pose as Mr. Mackey in South Park. don't know who that you is. Can't, you can get, we're good for once you can contact us obviously on discord massive 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 love to everyone on discord all the socials goodbye hang on i need to just before oh. just say yeah before you go that uh um firstly that was a really really long podcast sorry about that everyone mm. because <laughs> but it was also really it was really brave and thoughtful um insight from my friend james I also we also have a message that DJ Sessions, who's our resident mm. DJ, sent for. So we're going to play you out with a song that uh, DJ Derek Bowie, DJ Sessions, actually our friend Pat wrote. So this is that. Bye all. Bye. We're getting actual emails every day. Can I read one out? Please do. Okay, very quickly. The first one is Robert from Kidderminster has written. <laughs> has written Alex. Why don't you do the podcast on your own? It would be immeasurably better. 
This is from uh, Robert from Kidderminster. And... <laughs> uh, can I? No, can I stop you there? Because our town listeners are all now aware that you're going to say Robert from Kidderminster. So if you could just move on to the actual email and save them the, the bother. It's <laughs> from a Robert. Um, from let me look. From Kidderminster. Robert from Kidderminster. Robert from Kidderminster. Uh, Robert from Kidderminster. Ah, oh, surprise! We've got loads of correspondence coming in. Oh, we <laughs> Robert from Kidderminster, James. It says. <laughs> oh, you've been sent a letter. Who from, Al? Robert from Kidderminster. I've been sent a letter oh, from. <laughs> yeah, from I, I'm just gonna check from Robert. <laughs> from Robert from Kidderminster. Robert from Kidderminster. Oh, I wonder what Robert had to say. I've been sent a letter, James, from uh, Robert from Kidderminster. It says, it says I'm proud of you, son. Thanks, Robert. Cheers, Dad. <laughs>